play this episode on 1.5x for a better listening experience hey guys welcome back to tech buddies podcast uh, so in today's episode athav and i will be talking about phones that will potentially release in december or 2023 and these will be like the flagship phones or very important phones and the specs are just the leak specs we don't have any definite specs out here but most of these times these specs are the exact same thing as what would actually release so we're just giving some thoughts and some we're just letting you guys know about the specs so hope you enjoy this episode so we'll start off with the iQOO 11 series <music> at least in india iq with the iq uh, 7 and 9 have been doing well this is iq 11 series because i think there was a iq 10 series which launched in china with 8 plus gen 1 which didn't come to india that's why it's iq 11 series we don't know the name with which it will come in india but the phone and the specs will be the same but the rebranding thing is obviously there so you get a 6.78 inch 2k E6 AMOLED display, which is like the latest, which is really good, like an upgrade from E5 with 144 hertz refresh rate, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, 4,700 mAh battery with 200 watt wired charging and 50 watt wireless charging. You also get 50 megapixel Sony IMX 866 main sensor, 50 megapixel ultra wide and 13 megapixel portrait camera, and I think it's a 32 megapixel selfie. Overall, IQ seems to be doing a really good job, like in India, with the in terms of pricing as well. I think the IQ nine series also was launched at a pretty decent price, and generally this is targeted at performance users, gaming oriented people and stuff. So, I think overall it's a good phone. Charging, I don't know. There are the in terms of like charging, people are divided into two camps: people who like fast charging and people who like. prefer normal charging i think as of now like normal char- charging seems fine to me because 200 watt and all is just like overkill in my opinion what will you do with, by charging your phone to 100% in 10 minutes and unless you are in like an absolute rush still you don't need so like so fast charging it like about charging what's your thoughts on I think, like you said, it's the exact same thing it's people who want big batteries but with normal charging or people who are fine with kind of compromising on the battery capacity but having a really fast charging now um i feel like fast charging de- like has worse effects on the battery over the ages and i think that's the only reason why i do not like fast charging but i know there are few people who just want their battery to be charged in 10 minutes and it's like a huge inconvenience if it's anything more than that and i kind of see where they're coming from too For example, if you need to set an alarm and you just need your phone to have some charge, ten minutes and you're good to go. Or if you have to go outside, ten minutes and you're just done. So in that sense, fast charging is really good. But for those people who are looking at it in the long run, or even were a bit skeptical about uh, any bad issues or anything bad happening to the phone just because of the fast charging, and for people who just find it a bit too excessive to lug around such a huge charger just for charging, uh, for those people, I think. they don't like fast charging i mean they don't need fast charging and they don't want it frankly i'm like one of those people but it's like 
there's like a certain customer base that wants really fast charging. So for them, I guess this is what it is. 50 watts wireless charging. I've heard wireless charging on iOS or iPhones uh, really, really deter deteriorate the battery. There are lots of people with like uh, iPhone 12s with that 70%, 78% battery capacity because of only using the MagSafe charger. So be a bit careful with wireless charging there. And it also produces a lot of heat, wastes a lot of power. So these are a few things you need to know before thinking about fast wireless charging. It's kind of waste of energy. It looks cool. It is a convenience sometimes, but yeah. Okay, so that I think would have cleared up a lot of like doubts about fast charging. Honestly, up to 65 watt or maybe even 50 watt, it's fine. But after that, it gets overkill in my opinion. Moving on is the OnePlus 11 series. So honestly, I think in India, OnePlus like flagship series hasn't been all that great, but their sales figures tell the complete opposite. There are a lot of people buying OnePlus phones, mainly because of the software maybe. And, and I think OnePlus understands that. And uh, OnePlus has promised four years of software updates and five years of security updates for the OnePlus 11 series, which is a good thing in my opinion. They're head-to-head uh, -head with Samsung now about in the in this, but Samsung gives four years of updates for mid-range phones as well. OnePlus has to slowly come there, but I think the only reason one, I mean, the main reason OnePlus is selling in India is because it they are appealing to the younger audience and um, they're appealing to the younger audience and because of that, they're able to sell some phones, but uh, Talking about the specs of OnePlus 11 series, uh, gonna have a 6.7 inch 120 Hz AMOLED display, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, of course, and uh, 50 megapixel plus 48 megapixel plus 32 megapixel triple camera setup, and a 32 megapixel selfie. You also get 5000 mAh battery. Uh, there's no leaks about how fast the charging is gonna be, but looking at uh, OnePlus, uh, also like going with faster charging speeds like 150 watt and stuff. For uh, their uh, OnePlus 10T, we can expect fast charging maybe, but I think the OnePlus 10 series had 65 watts, so I don't know what's the charging speed. Hopefully, they don't like keep it too much and just hype that up. Apart from that, I think the design looks kind of okay. The almost all the BBC group is going with that circular camera design, and honestly, this black color looks kind of good. Hopefully, like all goes well and the price is also pretty competitive. Gautam, you have anything to talk about OnePlus or we move on? Yeah, just something small. Uh, I find this one much better looking than the OnePlus uh, 10 that's there right now. And from somewhere, I think Atharundi told me that OnePlus is going to be apparently working on its smartphone's durability because if you remember that uh, the OnePlus 10 um, did not do very well in generic everything's durability test and even users have been complaining about the OnePlus 10's durability so if it's going to be more durable the better I do miss phones with uh, just plain metal back like the OnePlus 5 and the OnePlus 3 also had and even the one the OnePlus 2 had a different back but yeah um, so uh, I like the design more but overall uh, seeing OnePlus's design change over the years. I think it's been taking a really bad turn. There's no symmetry or anything. The OnePlus 7 was probably the last good looking. Oh no, the OnePlus 9. I think the one, I really like the OnePlus 9's colors for some reason. But yeah, 
there are some leaks that suggest that the OnePlus 11 Pro is going to come with some rotating camera module and it's only going to have one huge camera in the center. Uh, honestly, from the leaks, it does look good, but I doubt if OnePlus would actually spend that much money into manufacturing such a phone. But if it does, and if it's revolutionary, let's just see. Hopefully, it's something different from all the other phones. But the leaks, uh, they look really good, at least for the 11 Pro. I guess I have only that much to tell about OnePlus right now. Yep, moving on. Uh, moving on is the Vivo X90 Pro Plus. And I think there's also Vivo X90 and X90 Pro and X90, but we'll not talk about that because this is like the flagship phone from Vivo Vivo for 2023. It's launched in China and I think the price is around uh, 60, 70, if I'm not, I'm not sure, but that's like pretty good pricing and Vivo with the X80 series goes all out on the camera. So you get a 50 megapixel main camera, 50 megapixel portrait, 48 megapixel ultra wide, 64 megapixel telephoto. So like basically Vivo goes all out in terms of camera. Uh, you get a 6.78 inch AMOLED E6 display with 120 Hz refresh rate, uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, 5000 mAh battery with 100 watt charging. I'm not sure about the 100 watt charging. It could be less or even more, but apart from that, all the, the honestly, some, the design is kind of controversial. Some people like that metal bar thing, uh, separating the camera bump from the rest of the phone, but some people don't like it. I think it's kind of a novelty thing. Because it, and anyway, the phone is uh, vegan leather at the back. So the finish is going to be really good. And Vivo in general, like if you want a good, like decent camera phone, then Vivo is like doing a really good job. They also have like their partnership with Zayas, which gives them like not only like software features, but also like hardware, like T-star coating to reduce lens flare and stuff. So this phone could like be a like competitive to some of the Sam's, uh, some of the other camera phones. But I think one of the things where Vivo lacks is night photos, if I'm not wrong, because someone on Twitter posted a, a photo of a car or something and, and the conditions were dark. The S22 Ultra like gave a way better picture than the Vivo X80 or whatever. So Vivo is doing a lot of stuff in terms of camera, but they of course, of course need to improve even more. I think next is the Galaxy S23 series that there are no much specs leaks. There are a lot of design like leaks which have come out. The well, the normal S23 and S23 Plus will not have like a camera island anymore. They're going to separate the like three cameras like what they did with the S22 Ultra. I think that is kind of confirmed uh, for the cameras. The S23 Ultra like seems to the design. Some people are telling is the same as the S22 Ultra. Some some say it's like the design which we are showing, which we've shown on the screen, and this design looks really like, like it stands out. You're gonna have a 200 megapixel camera, which is the Samsung has been making 200 megapixel sensors, but I think they've like gotten confident with their software right now, and they're ready to launch it in the S23 Ultra. Apart from that, like you'll have all the same good features from the S22 series and of course samsung's one ui which is kind of the best like ui right now in terms of android so that's all about the s23 series gautam your thoughts on the design 
personally for the base is 23 i am convinced it's going to be the the same design that's shown in the pictures over here that's the no island type thing and i think it looks really good because i already liked how it looked in the pros uh, for the s23 ultra i'm not convinced samsung would actually take this type of this type of direction to the uh, whole s23 uh, ultra lineup but from few renders i'm seeing i do not like it but from other renders i'm seeing i'm like this does look good so for example i'll just add it later if i can but the, just if you just look it up s23 ultra camera by uh, the economic times the picture it looks much better than these two ones or maybe just the way it's uh, posted but i'm just saying that i hope this is not the final design because there is no like symmetry or anything to it but if it is it we'll have to see how it looks once it comes out in real life because these are just renders you can't see much and i think samsung in the past few years from even the s10 s10 or even the s8 for that the s series have had really really good designs the only s series phone that i didn't like the design of was like s5 or something apart from that i've loved all the designs of the s series phones so i think samsung knows what they're doing we'll just see once it comes out and every year they like try new designs which is something like like they don't repeat like the same design like for more than one generation in general compared to like what like other chinese manufacturers do like they launch the same like phones over and over again with the same camera this thing cut out at the behind and stuff so that way samsung is doing like a way better job and they like they have like a larger research team also maybe compared to like these chinese companies so they have that advantage moving on let's talk about the iphone 15 series and finally there might be a type c port and there are a lot of things that are going to change with the iphone 15 series uh, and one of the things is there going there's going to be like the 3d touch uh, thing which was there in the iphone 8 for the home button similar thing is going to be there for the volume buttons in the iphone 15 series according to a rumor and talking about the type c port part if apple ever puts a type c port in an iphone the non pro iphones will get a usb 2.0 port and the pro iphones will get a usb 3 port is what people are like speculating because if apple has to put a usb port and they put usb 3.0 in both like not non pro and pro phones then how will they dis- like how how will they distinguish uh, between the pro and non pro phones so that's something apple might do putting usb 3.0 for the pro iphones and uh, USB 2.0 for non-pro iPhones. The USB 3.0 gives you more speeds for data transfer and such. So for people who don't know, and the I think the dynamic talent is here to stay for another generation or two. And I think almost everything remains the same. You'll get the A17 chip, which is going to be on three nanometer if all goes fine for Apple, because TSMC seems to be manufacturing three nm. processors and uh, mass um, they they put mass production of 3 nanometer fabrication chips so maybe it could be 3 nanometer and then if that's the case iPhone's battery life which is already pretty good will like get even better so those are the things about the iPhone gautam your thoughts yes yeah, so as of now we are at a very early stage all the leaks that i'm even seeing right now look either they look exactly like the iphone 
13 Pro or the 12 Pro. 13 Pro because of the dynamic dynamic island. Or some just look really weird, but lots and lots of leaks show four cameras, but we have seen lots of iPhones from the, the beginning only having four cameras. And I honestly don't see Apple doing the four cameras thing. Even though it is more symmetric, I feel like it would make it look more like an Android phone. And I think they do Apple, you know, they just like standing out from the entire crowd. Um, And now moving on to the USB Type-C, while it's not confirmed, it's definitely possible. Um. We'll have to see like when the mandate is, if the mandate is for like a year, like there's like 2025 or some 2027, maybe what Apple will do is they'll only introduce Type-C for the Pro model and then they'll create more divide between this thing. But generally, if you see the patterns that's happening, if they switch to one port, they will switch to the other ports for everything. The SE will obviously continue with Lightning still, but uh, the 14, 14, I mean the 15, 15 Pro, whatever lineups they make, that'll all have Type-C most probably. Like Atha said, transfer speed, they might introduce a better transfer speed, like how they play around with the GPU core numbers or the CPU core numbers. They might do that. If it's cheaper for them to source, I think they would do that only saying that you can transfer ProRes videos faster on the Pro models and things like that. And yeah, but if you see like the like the way Apple does things, uh, what they will do is with this year, they will introduce probably the... I, I don't even think so. They'll introduce the dynamic island to the base model of the 15, but I think they will introduce the 120 hertz to the base model of the 15. Because if you see the pattern that they follow, it is usually something like, for example, with the iPhone 11 to 10, what they did was they introduced an XR. XR had an LCD 60 hertz screen. 11 had an LCD 60 hertz screen. Then 12 had a 120, uh, had a 60 hertz uh, OLED screen. Yeah, so uh, then even the 13 has a 60 hertz OLED screen. So now they will introduce a 60 hertz, I mean, 120 hertz OLED screen with the old notch. And then next it will be 120 hertz with the dynamic island that you're seeing in the Pro. That's that's my way of looking uh, looking at things like that because you know Apple likes creating divide between their more expensive phones, like with the materials they use also and with the looks of it. And even the colors they choose, they don't choose bold colors for their Pro models. They choose very like, soft like matte type colors which don't stand out too much because it, they want to give that vibe of premium uh the premium colors they might have like an orange and white iphone i feel like to match the i uh the apple watch ultra like very like the orange rings around the camera but you don't know uh, with apple they'll just do something about they want but uh, but we do know that Apple has been trying to go for a buttonless, portless iPhone. So like Atav said, uh, they will probably use the Taptic engine uh, or whatever on the iPhone to make it look like you have a button. But I don't get how the Taptic engine would be. They would still need a physical button to turn on the phone. So I think they will, like Atav said, volume sliders they'll keep. I hope Apple does not drop the alert slider because it's my favorite thing about the iPhone. Uh, but if they do, that would be a really big disappointment. But for Type-C, I think Apple is going to have to switch to Type-C right now. And I, I think they will also update their AirPods if they are uh, updating to Type-C for all their other things. But let's see how that goes. Right now, we don't have that much information. But there is, according to Akhtar, uh, he saw on Twitter that there is an event that's going to take place on January. So sometimes, even if they don't launch an iPhone and they launch some product, you can get small clues on their design language because generally in a year they 
follow some patterns which they like to follow. So using those patterns, small, small clues you can get. So from the looks of it, while I haven't seen anywhere, but Athar has found on Twitter and it's, it comes from a reputable source, uh, a reputed source. On January 18, there might be an Apple event. Now, what I am thinking, it's, it's probably the 15-inch MacBook Pro that people were waiting for, or it's an update to the Mac Mini, uh, or maybe Mac Studio, or whatever. Maybe uh, iMac Pro. We don't know right now, but uh, let's see how that goes. Yeah. And finally, on this list is Motorola X40 in China, or when it comes to India, it'll be the Edge 40 series. And this phone will be the Edge 40 Ultra or Edge 40 Pro, whatever. Uh, so this will have a 6.67 inch FHD plus OLED 144Hz displays. Some leak was telling it'll be 165Hz, but I don't think so. They'll go 165Hz. It'll be 144Hz only. You get Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, a 50 megapixel main, 50 ultra wide and 12 telephoto, I guess. A camera in the rear, 60 megapixel selfie camera, like Motorola has been using 60 megapixel selfie cameras like in, in their previous generation as well. And it kind of made a difference to the pictures while not because the pictures were kind of like, they were good, but they lacked like clarity a bit. You also get 5000 mAh battery with 68 watt charging. In this, it could be 125 watt also because the Edge 30 Ultra came with 125 watt. So even this could be 125 watt. But I think if they keep it 68 watt, it would be better because of fast charging is kind of overkill beyond 67, 68 watt. And I think finally, Motorola has changed the design of this phone in terms of their camera layout. And that's the only thing that has changed. You get the same. I think it's uh, hopefully it's a glass back from it's a matte glass black glass back from the image which has been leaked but let's see what happens and of course the price is going to be pretty aggressive in India at least and it very well could be the cheapest phone with Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 in India. Yeah, so that was the last phone, right? Yeah, there's also yeah, so... the Xiaomi 13 series, but. I couldn't find anything proper about it. Uh, and the like pictures that were leaked also didn't look like pretty authentic, but it looked really, really like awkward and it was very bad. The like the leaks that came out of the phone. It looks like an iPhone 13, like similar, but it had a very like weird design. So if like Xiaomi is planning on bringing that, I don't know, they're gonna get a lot of backlash probably. So the Xiaomi 13 series also there and other phones that are launching in the month of December or January, maybe is uh, the Realme 10 series, the Redmi Note 12 series. These both are direct competitors to each other. They have similar specs also. We'll have to see which one comes out cheaper and whichever is cheaper is the better one. So that's it for this episode, I guess. Hopefully you would have got an idea if you should make your purchase in 2022 or wait till the other phones come out honestly i'm excited to see what apple does with their iphone 14 series and maybe even samsung with the design of the s23 series yeah i guess that kind of sums it up for this episode from the leaks i'm seeing there are lots of different leaks but the one 
for the Xiaomi 13, there's this one consistent leak that's going on where there's like a line that divides between the cameras and things that, but we'll have to see once it comes out. I'm not, Xiaomi does, Xiaomi does change things every year. That's one good thing about them. Or bad thing, I don't know, depending on how you look at it. This Motorola phone, uh, I think Motorola, like I said, marketing is their only thing. They don't have a great brand name in India for flagships. And I think that's why their flagships don't sell also. I think Motorola has kind of died down because of people just not knowing what a Motorola phone or the feeling of owning a Motorola phone is. Whereas for OnePlus, it's the complete opposite. And that's why OnePlus is still selling. But... uh. This phone looks awfully similar. It looks like a big version of the Zenfone 8. For those of you who don't remember, we covered it. I think people like that video too. So the camera bump looks something like that. But yeah, hopefully I'm looking forward to covering the Motorola phone once it comes out. I guess that's it for this episode. We'll catch you guys in the next one. And yeah.